Good afternoon, Anchorage, Alaska, the lower 48, and the rest of the world. This is Bruce Lindquist with his podcast, Wonderful Counselor. It's story time again. This time, I want to introduce you to a man and a cast of characters. Whether they're real or not, I don't know. But I do know they represent many people that I've been on a journey with as a counselor. See, in many ways, I'm sharing their story with you. And like in anyone else's life, there is a place where we can connect through our own experiences with the story. You see, in a world where so many are trying to define us and tear us apart, we still are human, and that they can't take away from us, or our story. This miniseries is called The Preacher's Kid That Fought Like the Devil, and episode one is titled The Prayer. I got the idea from Stephen King's Green Mile series which he got from Charles Dickens. You see, there were these small books that continued a story. You needed to wait until the next story arrived to find out what happened. And at the ending was this cliffhanger, so the reader would want to read the next one. These are 10-minute podcasts, perfect for a break with your legal drug of choice, hopefully caffeine, or for a drive home from work. So let's use that God-given imagination of yours. Close your eyes, unless you're driving, then please do not close your eyes. It's the year 2023. It's a hot, humid Alabama summer. But for those used to the humidity, it's not too hot. That a sun tea or a dip in the lake or river can't cure. But if you aren't used to it, it feels like your face is melting off. You know, like in the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark? How's that for a visual? This could be happening anywhere around the world, but it happened in a small Alabama town. You know, one of those towns off the main drag that everyone knows each other and their business, or so they think. Even the most proficient gossipers who had a communication system on their smartphones to rival the CIA CIA, didn't know everything. For this town, like any other place, had its secrets. And if some of the church ladies didn't know about it, or Miss Willa, the chief of all gossips at the local nursing home? It was a deep, dark secret. There was a lone figure in an old church that had seen better days. The preacher was worn with time, just like the old building, had, and he had weathered the storms as well. Calvin Oakley II, an 81-year-old African-American man, was on his knees on those old hardwood floors next to the altar, and hanging above him was a cross. He spent many a year in this church, preaching with his baritone voice, booming through the building, though it was already an echo chamber given the construction. He sung many a hymn here, and watched his congregation, families, and strangers become part of the body of Christ as they confessed their sins, asked Jesus for forgiveness, and to be their Savior and Lord. He knew all the kids by names, and he shepherded a generation, and he saw the good and the bad and the ugly. He saw it all and devoted his life to love with truth. That love thing used to be cut and dried. It was hard, but he had Jesus for an example, and the Holy Spirit put fire in his bones, and and it was his strength and guide. The truth thing was hard, too, and when first pastored, He just spoke truth, but his heart was far from it until he asked God to add love to it, and he did. 
Now, though, truth and love didn't mean the same thing to this church. The truth used to be defined as Jesus, for he said he was the way, the truth, and the life. Calvin believed that and gauged what he'd heard and saw on the scriptures. Love wasn't what pop culture said it was. He watched many couples in the church fall in and out of love like off a pickup truck, as if it was just a feeling, and when times got hard, and they do in relationships, it doesn't feel good, so out of the truck they fell. Calvin considered that kind of love a drug, and people were just dealers if they lived love that way. Yes, there were a lot of people that needed Holy Spirit transformation, and that was a process, which the Bible calls sanctification. He learned long ago, love isn't just a word, it's God, and that love isn't just an emotion, but it's a commitment to stay the course, wherever trouble comes, because trouble will come. The Lord himself said so, and Calvin knew what trouble meant. Calvin was a small, humble man, now a physical shell of what he used to be, and at 81 there kneeling, he knew given his fragile frame, getting up off that hardwood floor would be a chore. He creaked at times louder than the wood did. Although Calvin didn't look it, he was a spiritual giant, tested by the fires of adversity, and boy did he go through the flames. Calvin prayed this prayer, Lord, truth don't mean what you say it does in this world, and now the world's taken over my church, your church. As you know, Lord, I was asked to step down after being your preacher these some 40 years. I preached the truth and was told I wasn't diverse or inclusive enough. And now this preacher is coming over to fly a rainbow flag and having children's drag preacher story hour. I've been accused of not loving. You know that ain't true. Hell, sorry for the profanity, Lord. You taught me to love everyone. But these poor kids are confused. They're going to put tampons in the now general neutral bathrooms for boys and men. They celebrate murder by encouraging abortions. Lord, I'm just too old. I don't want to see these little boys and girls be told they are what they feel in school and now in this church. I'm just too old to see teachers, teenagers on hormones. It seems like if I was the devil, I'd encourage women in the name of their right to kill their babies in their mama's womb. And trick young people to change their genders so they can't so they can't have kids. Lord, I hate this world system, as I know you do, but I love your people. Seems to me, if they're confused about who they are, parents are supposed to help with that. Not the government, not the schools. And the church is supposed to get involved. I was trying to start a group. But just saying we need to have a conversation, getting parents and kids together in a biblical foundation? Leadership said I went too far, Lord. I pray for these young people in our church, that they would know they are sacred and loved by you. They're beautiful boys and girls, that they told me I can't even refer to them that way. Just these damn pronouns. Sorry for the profanity, Lord. Lord, you are the grit I am, not the grit I am. And you define them. Lord, you know I preach Romans 1. Leadership told me I can't preach certain parts of the Bible because they don't want to offend. Lord, they don't seem to care if they offend you. Yet even for this, you went to the cross and took all of our offenses. 
You know, Lord, my story. I ain't looking down on anyone. You were the one who lifted me up. Lord, I'm 81. After my wife died a few years back, that scene of a woman who put up with me all those years, things just haven't been the same. It was hard enough burying our son when he drowned in the very lake. I had so many good childhood memories. Lord, I'm ready to go. Will you take your servant home? I want to be with my wife, my son, spend time with my few, spend time with a few angels. Just want to see you face to face and worship you. You know, sometimes we didn't see eye to eye. I called you a few names, but that's all under the blood. Lord, I'm ready to go home. Please answer this prayer and free me from this wicked and confused world. Amen. After Calvin prayed, he felt peace settle in his heart, and then thump, thump, thump. The old heart felt like it exploded. The room started spinning, couldn't catch his breath, and he fell to the floor. The woman named Willa, who was known as a prayer warrior, came in to check on her friend, mentor, and pastor. She found him unresponsive, and she called out, Lord, don't let him die. And then she, she called 911 and started CPR. The ambulance arrived, which caught the attention of the town folk. For many loved this old preacher, with his soft gray hair, salt gray hair and deep voice and kind eyes. As many a night he went to their house to visit them. And trouble came, he knew their joys and tears. The responders picked up with the CPR and attached the pads and turned on the analyzer. Clear! Once prompted by the machine and the electrical shock jolted the man's heart. They resumed CPR and caught a faint pulse and loaded him onto the ambulance to the county hospital about 15 miles away. Calvin was in and out of consciousness, watching the lights flash of the rattling on his IV with the bumpy road. He could hear his breath, but it seemed, he seemed so far away. He said, Lord, please answer my prayer. And before his mind lost consciousness, between life and death, he found himself being that little boy, that son of a preacher, in the same small town where he learned to fight like the devil. Join me in the next podcast for the next story or episode and find out what happened to Calvin that transformed and changed his life. The title of the episode is It Happened One Night.